I'm in the studio with Jay Helene. And I'm in the studio with Jay Helene. 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 You are now in the studio with Jay Helene. What's up, y'all? This is your boy, Jay Halim, and you are on Starve Talk. Starve Talk. Listen, I know y'all used to seeing me in the studio, and I'm still in the studio. But Starve Talk, this is spoken to me a long time ago. And, um, you know, the, the acronym STARVE is this young lady right here. She, she literally lives that. And that's stand tall and reclaim victory every day. Mm. And we created Starve Talk because... I wanted to talk to these individuals and I believe it was bigger than just being in the studio with me. I just wanted to talk about their, their work ethic, understanding what putting the, their nose to the grindstone look like every day. And so um, this young lady right here, Singleton Newman, I've known her for a good 15 years now and she's still going just as hard as she was going back then. So Singleton, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for giving us some time to talk to you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. No problem. No problem. So now look, this is Singleton Newman, um, formerly of, uh, what was it? Politic with Permish. Uh, <laughs> back in the day when we hooked up. Yes. You know, the um, the MAM Ma Ma um, Records. Yes. MAM Records. Records. Motivated uh -oh. artists making records. M A M. Yes. <laughs> yes, you know, um, New Hope Digital, a host of other things in her personal life and personal, you know, um, career. But she's always been a consummate professional. More importantly to me, she has always been like the glue. She's always been like the glue, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to her, not just because she's a good friend. I just want people to actually hear more about what that means to be about being the glue, because what I mean by being the glue is that a lot of people want to be top dog. A lot of people want to be this, want to be that. But a lot of people don't go into a situation and actually try to see how they properly fit into the space and then go make the situation better. And right. this is what I've consistently seen you do throughout your career since I've known you. So before we go, I don't want to get ahead of myself before we go. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself, talk about your company, New Hope Digital, and what you guys are doing right now. Awesome. So my name is Singleton Newman. My first name means only child. So it's not many uh, people with my type of name. So it, it kind of rings bells when I go places and people ask, how did you get that name? So I, I pretty much have been in spaces where I've been the only person, uh, unlike many. So I, I try to a step in every room with an energy that allows me to be recognized or acknowledged uh, in every space. So I'm originally from the DMV area, Baltimore area, and I'm now currently in Atlanta. I am a social media manager and I own my own agency called New Hope Digital. I started out freelancing with recording artists. I worked with a record label. I worked on radio and media. And I was that was during the time that Facebook was just coming out and it, social media was becoming an upkick and people began to start to see actual success off of using social media. Actually, things, right? <laughs> Right, right so after MySpace. Like, yeah, exactly. People were monetizing MySpace. I mean, from from actually monetizing the followers on MySpace to actually like out on and then on the other spectrum, they would build backgrounds and yeah. you know people would like you could pay to be in people's top eight. I can remember that. Yeah. So it was it was a whole deal. So I started to see how that could really be beneficial to recording artists and then business people. And then from there, it just kind of clicked to me. I need to need to do that um, full time. I've worked corporately for a retail company for a few years doing social media. And now I am full fledged in my company, working to build it as a full time agency doing social media management, marketing and some other services 
uh, for businesses. So that's who I am. <laughs> Listen, and she's a, a whole lot more. But, you know, the thing, again, seeing you've already, you know, we 15 years deep. When I met you, I was in the music industry and, yeah. you know, I just saw the power that was behind what you brought when I brought you and um, Permiss, my artist, Messiah. And, you know, how he blew through the DMV just from being on y'all ready on your own radio show in the morning. Right. You know, he literally did that. He came. He was able to come down, perform. And he actually won a contest. And this is all off of hearing him on y'all show. You know, right. people wanted him to do it. So but you always it was never like the, the typical person that's in radio. Like I've lived in South Carolina. And you can see somebody get on radio and like you, you're not really that hot and you haven't had that track record. Like what you just, I just talked about with you, but they act like they, they're too much. You can't touch them. You can't put, you can't get close to them. You know what I'm saying? You've always maintained the same attitude of being approachable. So speak to that. Well, I, I just like to be treated how I like to be treated. So when I worked with independent artists. I noticed that if I treated them like they were special and treated them as if I treated the independent artists just as much as I would treat anyone that would be considered someone famous, because you never know where someone's career is going to turn. So I always wanted them to say when they approached us, when we were doing our radio show, that we they were approached and felt and they were made to feel like okay i'm giving the same treatment as somebody that is on a billboard chart or is on regular rotation at a uh urban am fm station so that's how i i i took it um when when i was working in radio it was important for me to really establish myself and build relationships. That was something Permis and I really made a priority in what we did. So when Messiah or other people, other artists came down to our station, we made sure we ran their records just, just like it, they would run a Beyonce or a Meek Mill record uh, on regular radio. I just wanted them to know, every artist to know, hey, you have a chance here it's up to you to really leverage this chance and, and move forward with it. Definitely. And then again, it wasn't just, you know, it, it definitely had to be good music, but, but at the same time, um, again, I just can say I, I felt treated well. My artists, you know, um, felt like they were treated well, you know, cause I had three come through, you know, Cove at one point came through. Yes. Yeah. And um, J-O-D now in Atlanta now. You know, so I had these people come through and they all felt the same thing. So it's it's an amazing situation. And it's to see you matriculate, then you working with a record label, you know, um, after that. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, and now again, now these artists are up under you. They're like up under your bosom because like you're, you're taking care of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they're moving when you say move. How was that transition coming from radio to now you're working directly with the artists on the label? Well, I was working with the artists parallel to being on radio. Oh. <laughs> so that actually gave me, um, I felt, leverage power in both arenas, depending on what I was really working on. Um, because many times, a lot of artists don't have any understanding of how to approach media, radio, promotions, PR, getting into events. And I'm proud to say I was able to afford the opportunity to get my artists uh, on various radio stations around the uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia area, even, even to the point where I've actually had uh, several of my artists attend Grammy parties with me. Yeah. I don't, you know, to get to the point where I'm able to, put them in spaces and rooms that they can actually move and grow and build relationships was amazing. Um, I mean, I have had four artists attend, yeah, four artists attend Grammy events with me um, and be in rooms with major artists, major rec record label artists, Grammy winners. So it really provided me a, a leg up and I feel like my artists appreciated it but 
in in some instances, maybe all of them didn't quite see the holistic point yeah. of my push to get them in those spaces in those rooms. But I think after the fact, in hindsight, is always twenty twenty. They can always say, you know what, Singleton got me that opportunity. <laughs> Definitely. You know, that's the funny thing about artists. You know, I always said back in those days, you know, um, if I ever become an artist and it wasn't music, um, yeah. but whenever I become an artist, I'm going to do it better because I think they just was missing the business side of it. Yeah. And they didn't understand the business of it. Like, you know, you still have to provide a service that people can, you know, be happy with when they leave and say, I got my money's worth. And, you know, it was just like, I think a lot of artists, because the, the focal point is you are the focal point. So you're more about what you can get as opposed right. to what you can give. Have you, did you see that in that situation? Yeah, all the time. It's, it, it's, it was a value exchange. And what I wanted my artists, the artists that I was working with to understand most of all is, don't just show up to this space and then drop off the planet. Build here and understand that you can go further. I didn't even understand the, the limit and the level that I could go to until I wound up at the 2010 Grammy Awards. That, mm. was, that, blew, that blew my mind and that actually said, okay, I can be in spaces that I can actually see the end game or see the height of it all yeah. so I just wanted my artists to be grateful some of them were very grateful and some of them were not <laughs> that's always the case though that's always the case but one thing I always saw in your um journey was investment you know not just financial investment but just investment period you know what talk about the investments that you were willing to make and then this is the, what, what makes it even bigger and it's a two part scenario, but we start with the investment. At, but at this time, you weren't a full time entrepreneur. You were working with other people, but you were willing to invest, you know, whether it was your time, talents, energy, finances, whatever. So talk about that. What was it? What was it about you that made you feel like, hey, I'm going to invest in something I believe in? I mean, that you said you said the key word. It was belief and faith. I really it was really important for me at the time that I was a true fan, a true fan of who I was working with. And every single artist that came under the record label that I worked with outside of the record label that I was on, I, I was true fans of their music, their persona and who they were. So my investment into them, whether it be financial time, effort, energy, just actually being a person of support because sometimes it was simply just showing up and being a, a, a body in, in the crowd that was there for them. That was the, a part of the investment that meant so much. Yeah. So, I, it really started, the ground root of that is faith and belief in who they are as an artist. And then, you know, the belief that they can be bigger than what they are. I would tell, and I still tell uh, one of the former artists I used to work with, if it ain't about them, it's not about nothing. They put so much in other things. I said, what are you putting into yourself? What are you yeah. giving to yourself. Yeah. So I, it was a constant reminder. It was a lot of moral support. <laughs> I, I would say that a lot. I understand. So in the beginning, to add to the second portion of this, I called you the glue, right? I called you mm -hmm. the glue because if you go, you're growing a business now and we're going to talk about that, you yeah. know, it's so hard to find somebody who just believes it's so hard to find somebody who just believes. And so when you see looking back over those times and how everybody that you work with was like, I got to have Singleton on my team before I make another step. I got to have Singleton on my team. How do you feel about that? What does that tell you about yourself? <sighs> That's such a good question. That, that kind of has me stumped. It's like, but I feel honored by that. I feel honored by that. Um, I feel fortunate and grateful that they can say, I'm, I want her on my team. She believes. Because anybody that I work with, I go in for all the way. 
And sometimes, you know, that could be a little daunting, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, you know, in, in the end, I believe many were, I can say many of them were ultimately thankful for my presence in their journey. Yeah. Um, and in their and on and on their team. Um, my biggest hope and wish for all of them was that they got to see some achievement in the fruit of their label of fruit of their labors uh, when it came to music, because this industry is not easy. It's not easy and it can spit you up. It can just chew you up and spit you out if you are not careful. My position with these artists was to to coach them, guide them and lead them through and also just kind of talk them through the process. But I also I was I was real hardcore with many of them, mm -hmm. but I really wanted to fight for them. They just had to know that they were worthy enough to fight for themselves. <laughs> so you, you're building your own company. Yes. Who is in your corner the way you've been in other people's corner? You, <laughs> you, you, you've been in my corner. I mean, just the opportunities to, to speak to all of the people that you have surrounded and that you've influenced has been, you are one of the number one people, um, DJ Permiss, of course, who I've had a very longstanding um, business relationship. He's my, he's my big brother. Um, He's the reason I'm here in Atlanta. Um, and I have several other people that continuously support um, so many people to name, but that's who's in my corner. And each day, like I just hear, I've heard, oh, you're doing so good. I'm so proud of you. All of these things just hype me up, put the battery in my back just to keep going every day. And I want to share something with you. Go ahead. So... Exclusive, exclusive. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> well, this is an update because I haven't shared with you. But okay. um, since I have, we've gra I've graduated from Kaufman Fast Track, the I Won't Starve Academy. Mm. I will tell you that I have done something right by myself, and in about a week and a half, New Hope Digital will be an official LLC. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That was something I, I, I regretfully didn't accomplish while I was, I was doing the course. And that was something that was talked about in our cohort, but um, the fear is over and I'm ready. <laughs> so I got, I got all my, I got all my little illegalities are, are coming into, into order and she's ready to rock. <laughs> no, that's a that's a great thing. And seeing again and saying that, you know, people don't know, like you've been moving and shaking and you don't have to have a LLC to get started. And she's nope. been already working at the same time when you're ready to take it to the next level. It's time for you to go ahead and get certain things locked in. And right. again, outside of New Hope Digital, you were doing a bunch of a bunch of things. Um, what I wanted to harp on was the fact that when you talked about your support system, you won. You've you've kind of like broke the mold when, you know, people think like being somebody like you, like help being willing to help, being willing to support, um, actually being authentic about your support is not going to pay off. And so you can say you've how you supported these people. And now you see the, the mountain of support that's behind you. Now I see that that support paid off because it's very, very hard. A lot of people are like trying to get with it. They're going to probably to happen to you. but try to get with New Hope Digital <clears throat> to see what they can get out of the deal. And then yeah. knowing that you've come into situations truly, genuinely wanting to help other people win. And so now that you're in the, in the position with your company and you're in, you've been relocated to Atlanta You've met the bigger and better people. You've done the things you needed to do. You've invested in yourself. And so now you are able to see the fruits of you saying this person support me, that person support me. This is what it looks like when you support, you know, wholeheartedly and, and, yeah. and with the right mindset. Correct. Correct. I, this intention is very important for me. Yeah. And I know that uh, when I when I say that I'm going to help someone, that could be taking, doing a consultation with them or just, they just call me and just say, 
I need to talk this over with you. I'm not stingy about it because I know that the blessing's going to come back. And most times, at most times, most of those people refer people to me or they tell me about different tools or resources that I could use that's going to help me towards my business. The amount of text messages and, and emails that I get saying, Singleton, do this, Singleton, look out for this, or I'm going to put you on the phone with this person, that has happened. So yeah. that, that, that's because of the intention, the good intention that I stepped with, and it's coming back. So I just, um, I just, I'm going to continue that. Um, I know that there are different b- boundaries that I do need to set <laughs> in order to establish myself. And as I grow my business, because as I grow my business, I may not be able to give uh, as much upfront as I may want to in order to protect the clientele that I have now. Oh, yeah. Well, it's you know, we're going to about to get into that because this is the, the you know, talking about running your business. But, you know, do do remember that we're in the, the um, Google and YouTube University age. So yeah. we're, we're not hiding anything. <clears throat> what separates yeah. you from other from <clears throat> the information that's already out there is that it's just you. You're like, it's do they want to work with you? Because you can give them every all the information you got. But can they duplicate it? No. Um, the relationships you've made. They, if you always, people always want to work with you, they can go and try to work with them all they want. But if it's not a pleasant experience like it is working with you, it doesn't matter. So again, right. all you're doing is sparring. And I don't know, no good boxers that don't spar on a regular basis. You know, so mm-hmm. you're staying sharp, you know, you're staying up on what you're doing. And so that's all right. it is, you know, because as, as a consultant myself, you know, I remember I was just last week, just Saturday, I was talking to a gentleman about his nonprofit. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a nonprofit professional, but I do sales. And so he wanted right. to make money and I was just giving him information. He was just so shocked that I was giving him information. I'm like, if you go make some money off of this, it doesn't bother me, but you're not going to be able to do right. what I do. So right. I, that's that's fine. And if you need to do what I do, you can call me and there'll be a price attached to it. But why right. am I holding this back from him so that he, I want the brother to go ahead and succeed? And so um, he was definitely shocked by that. And so, yeah, we got to do a little bit more of that, trying to support and just, you know, don't hold back. If you're not going to have to do some work for somebody, then you're not really doing a service. You can have a conversation long as nobody, yeah. you know, milking you for your time and for your information. But when you got to actually do some work for somebody, that's a whole different um, ball game. But we're, we're, we're in the business. You've done a whole lot with a whole lot of people. You helped a lot of people. Now you're doing your own thing. You know, you're fully in the driver's seat. You're in the cockpit. You're driving right. this train. You're flying this plane. How do you feel about that? Frightened, but I'm doing <laughs> it scared. <laughs> I am. You know what? But I am doing it scared and I'm doing it proudly. It's no better time than now. I I realize that my destiny, my destiny is to be someone someone that has time freedom and financial freedom, and I know that, and that's why I just decided that by building an agency, yeah. the type of business that I'm building, I can just manage my business and begin to pull in other talent. Yes. So it doesn't have to always, it doesn't have to uh, sit 100% on me, but if I find the right talent, then I can work with those people in order to bring great results to my clients. So that's why I just decided, okay, I may have to work in my business for just a short amount of time, but soon enough, I'll be able to pull in talent that I know, like, I would love to work in, work with you. And I would love to work with people like- our guy, uh, our guy, Fame. Yeah. There's some other people that I'm going to be pulling in. I have now built a resource of people that are great. One of my, um, uh, uh, a young lady that I met down here in Atlanta, she goes by Hollywood Prada. She's one of the best audio engineers in Atlanta. Yeah. Female audio engineers, and she's a talented producer and artist as well. So if I need someone to do some audio work, she's somebody I'm going to pull in. She understands content creation. So 
that's what I just decided to do. Just not only work in my business because I really have a passion for it and I enjoy it, but build an agency where I can pull in talent and just manage the talent. I love that because that means, and, and that's just show she's been through the I Won't Starve school. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I won't starve. Look, entrepreneurship, we have to get the understanding that it's about creating opportunities for other people. Entrepreneurship is the most selfless thing you can do. I promise you. I keep telling people that we, you know, people are self-employed and they want to make their own money and that's fine. But when you cross over and say you're an entrepreneur, that means you're pre- preparing to create opportunities for other individuals. Right. That's a different situation. So I love that you put that first. That's that's dope. Social media. Now it's just like, you know, I've always hated it in a sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but because I, I always tell people, I say, look, I was dope before social media. And I still like to kick it with people. But yeah. what now you was there in the beginning, you know, you want, you know, you attacked it from the from the beginning. And then now where it is. What, what do you like about it now as opposed to before? I like that there is so much information is available about so many different things. There's so many, there's so much now and it's quick. Mm. It's quick. So there could be some things very specific that I want to look up or I want to know about. And I can literally go into any one of these social media platforms and type it in. And at least one person has Mm -hmm. talked about it in a post or in a video. So the availability of information is the best part about social media. And so how do you use that to help your clients? Well, one of the things we talked about in the I Won't Starve Academy is market research. That was a, a, a very big part of it. And that's one of the really key sectors of building and growing your business and learning how to really segment your business versus other businesses. So when doing market research, I'll tell you one of the best ways, and this is, I'm telling you guys, this is one of the best ways to do your market research. One of the best platforms to use for market research I'm finding right now, and this is my professional opinion, is TikTok. Mm-hmm. Now I know everybody's going to be like, oh, Singleton, I don't like TikTok. I don't like to get on and dance. I don't want to do any dance. But that's why they hire you. Right. Or they'll be like, I'm too old for that. And blah, blah, blah. I said, I can't, I cancel that antiquated <laughs> geriatric spirit out of you. I cancel it. I rebuke it right now. Pull it out of there. That was me. That's you. Well, now, I tell I'm you, on now. I'm on now, but it took a while. I'm on now. I'm on. Well, it's a great way to see what other people in your niche is doing. My and coach, they actively will share it. My coach is 60 and she got on. I said, you know what? I, I can't, you know, I got to right. <laughs> I don't have no excuse no more. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? To, and to be honest about myself is I'm I'm still learning to dip myself into that pool. And I've done a couple of TikToks and I've done a couple of reels. I posted my first mini vlog the other night just to kind of like see, OK, is this you know, what lane am I going in? But it's a great way to find out what your competitor's doing. It's a great way to see what are, what are people's workflows. It's another great way to find out what products or services are people really yearning for? Like what's hot? You have to pay attention. So the market research is on social media is the best thing to do. I I love that approach because most people that have the um, companies like you have, are just talking about selling on social and then you're telling you can actually help a client do market research on social because they're just pretty much going to go to Google, you know, and try to see what happens. But in social media is real time, you know, so yeah. they can see stuff like, Hey, cause maybe on Google that was last week. <laughs> this is just the last 30 minutes and right. stuff like that. So again, now you said you talk about the people, the geriatric mindset, some of them are geriatric, but, <laughs> They're the ones with the money, though, because a lot of times and and those are the people who need you. So how do you work that out? Because, again, the the millennials or Gen Zers that's coming out of college and stuff like that, they feel like they can do everything themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to make some money. But it might be a baby boomer or a Gen Xer 
who uh, was like, I don't have time for that. I want to hire Singleton, you know? So how do you navigate that and say, okay, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to convince them to get on social media. So what happens then if it's no convincing them to get on, but they're not on, but the company still needs to go forward. Right. Well, they need to understand it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be personal. It just has to be something that allows their product or service to thrive and create brand awareness. You can't like, nobody's going to find you if they don't know about you. So to, to the previous point, it's a term called social listening. Mm. The, the fortune is in the social listening wow. and how you find out what is going on in your arena that's going to put you either uh, ahead of the curve or behind the curve. So I, when, I tell, when I talk to uh, a business owner or a brand owner that may be out of the loop or they're older, they don't, they're not in that generation. They don't understand. I say, okay, let's put your brand in front of your feelings. Okay. What do you want someone that wants to buy from you to think about you? What do you want them to do first? How do you want them to find you? So I, I make sure I put very specific questions in front of my client in order to find out what their goals are. And I say, okay, let's, find a way for you to build virtually and get people into your lead or into your funnel. You go, you go and close the sale. I'm just going to bring the names and the numbers and the emails or whatever to you. It's up to you to close your deals. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I love that. So, you know, one of the people, one of the um, places that I've played at and maybe be successful was in the government space. Now, a lot yeah. of government entities don't use social media like that. So getting them as a client, how would you attack that when, you know, this local government agency might not have a Facebook or Instagram? How would you, you know, get the word out about the services that they're offering? Well, for it's important that I think for me, one thing, one goal that I have is to get in alignment with their processes by actually becoming a certified government contractor. Yeah, love it. What I discovered um, while working with uh, Permis in his business is that there are opportunities for social media managers. Definitely. That you can become a vendor of the city, state, and federal government, and it's there. Um, while many of them do not have a spe- specific in agencies, let's just say, yeah. may not have their own Facebook or Instagram page, a lot of government uh, agencies do. Yeah. They do. So the way I, I approach that is number one, I put myself in position. How do you put yourself in position to work with the city, state, or local government? Become a certified government contractor. And there's uh, processes and ways you can do that by looking that up online. And then you just go for it. Also, just building relationships. I know that for me, what's going to always make me um different or make others like me get into these spaces is we have to go to these events we have to meet these people and we have to shake the hands it's it's just a lot of networking and relationship building on and off the clock in formal and informal uh settings i found that by going to like a black tie event this is a black tie event for fun just to raise money for the homeless, that there were people in that event that worked for different agents, government agencies and businesses. And by simply greeting them, oh, you look great, and and exchanging information, that put me in the loop with them. And when you put yourself in a loop with someone, they're more likely to say, yeah, I got this opportunity for you. Call me during business hours and I'll put you where you need to be. I love it. And they're going to jump off the screen saying that, oh, you want to go meet somebody today in today's age? <laughs> you want to go yeah. shake hands and kiss babies? That still works, ladies and gentlemen. That still, still works. It still works a thousand percent. Um, I always tell people a lot of times, you know, um, you're looking at like the bridges being built. The steel that they have um, that they're selling is not being sold on, 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 on social media. So you got to kind of get out and shake hands. And then also talking about the reverse engineering of it, because one thing I always said was 
if your company is not selling a product on social media or a service on social media, that still don't mean you can't make people aware of your company or that it exists by using social media. Correct. That is having just basic, I always say this, having it so that if anyone that wants to know about what you do can look you up, that it's there. You know, I, I, I said recently to, um, to a client is that, you know, you, what's the, what's the saying that goes, you ain't got to get ready. If you stay ready, yeah, stay ready. You don't got to get ready. Mm-hmm. Stay ready. You don't got to get ready. Making sure you have a fully functional website, making sure you have um, at least the basic top four, top five social media platforms set up and that you have active content going there. I don't care if you just post it's a federal holiday or post when it's a holiday. It's something that shows that you're a real legit business. Brand awareness is top tier yeah. in, in it all. And I feel like a lot of companies get caught up in, oh my gosh, I have to build content and I have to do this and that. Just just, just post about your business and what you do on the day to day. Post about what's what do people like most about your business? Post about how it is to run your business. All of these things count. Yeah. And so, and also again, well, since everything is so, um, I would call it convoluted, <laughs> but like a lot of times if you just Google somebody and if they don't have anything, their Facebook page will pop up, you know? So right. if you got four different social media accounts, then now that's more about you. Now, if it's your business, now, if you got a business LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, mm-hmm. all that stuff pops up. So it's easier to find your business. Another thing I've been learning, too, and you can tell you can speak to this, is that because um, as you get growing your business, a lot of times we always think about the money we keep when I mean, we, we make. But the bigger your business is, it's more about how much you keep. And so start thinking about employees and things of that nature. So maybe you're not selling your product on social media. But what do you think about using um, social media platform to find employees like LinkedIn? Yeah, I've I've definitely I've used that as a means um, of recruiting. Mm -hmm. There's so many cool jobs posted on LinkedIn. I think it's one of the most it's the most underrated of the platforms as far as what opportunity and value is there. And though people that are on that platform, the most really get the most out of it. I think you, you've talked about it before, especially I love LinkedIn. you love LinkedIn and I'm learning to love it too, because what I'm finding is that the, because so many top executives and important people in business are on there, you can really get to the heart of who you need to help to grow your business from people in the procurement offices, from people in the customer service offices, from people in the HR and human resources and the recruiting offices. You literally can find pretty much the entire staff of many of these huge agencies or businesses to help you get in. So i People really, especially I'm going to say people in the media, in the entertainment industry, they shouldn't sleep on it as well. Um, I'm really going to be over the next year building my LinkedIn um, business page up more to talk more about my business because I want to put myself in position to be able to get clients uh, and the type of clients, I'll just say, that. I deserve as a business owner. So, you know, I'm getting old to sing and, um, you know, I, I totally agree with you a hundred thousand percent, but I don't want the entertainment community coming over there and oversaturating because the entertainment industry come over to LinkedIn like that, like that is going to be, it's going to be looking for another platform. Right, because you don't want any mixtape. You don't want any DMs of mixtape. Oh my God. And, and, I, and I'm not against that. I'm not against that, but it's, it's just like, Think about what we, we're going through a pandemic right now. People always say we went through. No, we're still going through a pandemic right now. Yeah. And um, LinkedIn is probably one of the only places that you can actually virtually or, 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 or digitally, I'm sorry, still have like a real business meeting. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and it's serious. It's not about just putting up random stuff that, 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 that happened today about your dog, about you, about anybody. Like it's real business. I've booked work real work 
you know, one of the biggest jobs I've ever had in my life came off LinkedIn. And that was me working with the oh, Safe wow. Children Foundation. So they found me via LinkedIn and me promoting on LinkedIn. So that's one of my biggest jobs to date. And, and so LinkedIn has been, it's, it's, so, it's, it's so clear. It's very clear. Like, you, you know why you're there. People going to reach out. Everything works out. Um, a contractor right now with a company in San Diego from LinkedIn, you know, like, so these are the things that I don't want to get convoluted through the newest song that just came out or the newest butt dance or newest TikTok trend or whatever the case may be. So that's just my personal opinion. But right. I do know because the entertainment industry is so strong. If they decide to step over there, they'll take it over in two minutes. But I, I yeah. hope that it's some type of filter that, to kind of filter that out, you know what I'm saying? Just go over there and still have that that play that playground, that nice playground. You know, the swept one, the one that's, that's swept up and, and kept clean, not the one with the, I, with the liquor bottles. <laughs> I think LinkedIn is going to be safe from the <laughs> from like the, the artists. Maybe the music executives would be cool to have come over there, but mm-hmm. I think it's still safe. It's still a very business very strict business minded place. So as long as it stays that way, and like you said, the opportunities, it's all about social media is about people sharing. And when people stop sharing the opportunities or relationships or what they do, that, that makes the, the pool smaller and smaller. So that's why I'm so glad that many businesses really take it um, serious and put their jobs on there. They look and recruit from there. They look for professionals to hire from there. Um, so with LinkedIn, do you do you use the paid service or you just put your stuff up there? And, okay. Yeah, and I have a I have a um a love hate relationship with them on that though sometimes because mm-hmm. you'll go sometime. I've had some time we go like ninety days with them not sending me anything, and then I'll I'll turn it off. And then they'll say, well, they'll start sending me like things, send me like 10 things and say, well, you can't see it until you pay again, but we'll give you like two months free um, to get back on. And I say, okay, fine. Cause I got something to work with. So, you know, they're toying, they play that game too, but um, they, I have been able to secure um, finances from there. I've worked with people from different um, parts of South Carolina and other parts of the country. As I just said, I'm actually right now contracted with a company out of San Diego mm-hmm. via LinkedIn. So, you know, LinkedIn okay. has definitely been um, a, a, a ple- pleasant surprise for me. Um, but again, I don't have to be on there. I don't feel the, the urge to check LinkedIn every two minutes. I don't feel that. It's like going in and do your business and leave. You know, right. so, you know, Facebook and Instagram kind of try to keep you there, especially Instagram. But I get my entertainment off of Instagram. Oh, I, yeah. I'm kind of over Facebook at this point. I miss Twitter. I mean, Twitter's still there. But you, we know Twitter back when we were in the music situation and Twitter was everything back in those days. Right. You know, Twitter was the thing. And I wish I could have got back to that. But there was before the touchscreen phones. You had actually keyboard phones and, you know, that type of thing. Well, what I will say is now the social media has turned into utilizing your voice. So Clubhouse there's spaces yeah. on Twitter and Facebook has also yeah. had a clubhouse. They have these clubhouse type features oh, wow. back on these platforms. Now that is something that I've noticed a lot of people have either made money on or they're capitalizing on. And for the people that don't like to do it, uh, TikTok or short form video or reels, they can utilize their voice and that's how they've made uh, made some strides. So that's something I've also tried out too. I've got on Clubhouse not too long after they, after they opened it up for Android. And I've actually been inside of some some rooms. Now, there's some stuff that some rooms that don't have any substance. They're there for <laughs> the entertainment and the gossip. And then there's some rooms that I've been in have been very business focused. Yeah. So that's what I've really been focused on. And then Twitter, and Facebook have their rooms or spaces, depending well, on. I was invited to a Twitter one, spaces, but I, I haven't, I didn't know anything about Facebook. Um, I'm about almost ready to leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But they, they, I mean, business-wise, they, they're still top-notch. But per- personally, I'm like, all right, y'all could go. 
But um, it's just it's just crazy. This is this is the wealth of knowledge that we're talking about, and I love that we can have this type of building session about it. Even though, again, a lot of times people, man, I hit you on Facebook, like that's not me, <laughs> you know, because like what we're talking about, I, I employ, I have two assistants, so it's either Tamika or Nicole on my Facebook page, or oh. my Instagram, or any of my social media pages. So. I'm not usually the one doing it. It's like my personal stuff. That's it. And that's probably once a day. But mm-hmm. I know the importance of what social media is needed. But at yeah. the same time, I just didn't want to. I I, I don't have to, I don't think about it enough for me to get on there. It's not that I don't have the time. We make time for what we want to make. So we want to get out of that. You know, um, I could have been sitting there watching the show for two hours. That could have been 10 posts if I need to. Right. Even if I created it and just scheduled it. No, I just don't think my mind don't work like that. Say, hey, go to social media. So invest in, you know, I brought it on my team and that's what that was. So now you have my sister here who's rocking and rolling, who's doing this for you and your company, major company. She's done the minor situations. Now she needs those six figure contracts. So what is your ideal customer look like for 2022 and beyond? That's a great question. So my ideal customer uh, has a six-figure business. Um, my ideal customer is also uh, very professional in their field. So they could be anything from lawyers, doctors, real estate agents, uh, other types of high-end companies. But my ideal customer, most of all, wants to participate in the social media process and two, they trust me. Mm. I think one of the most important things that it makes a customer ideal is that they understand and value the importance of what I do and they don't treat me like an intern. I'm a real professional. And so they will allow me the space to professionally give them advice, but also put into place the strategies that, will actually help their business. Um, I think it's really important that when someone hires a social media manager like myself is that you give them ideas and you you give them feedback, but you also take a step back and allow them to do their job. Um, Most people just think, oh, well, I have my own Facebook page or I have my own Instagram page. I know how to post on my own Instagram page or my Facebook page. What makes you, what makes what you do any different? That's not, that's not your client. That's not your client. That's not my client. That that lawyer and that doctor, they don't have time to worry about it. They have time. no time for it. So the people that are ideal, typically they either don't have time for it or they they don't prefer social media, but know that it is important to their business. Definitely. As long as the ideal client knows that it's important to their business and they trust to delegate that task to someone such as myself, I can move forward and make some things shake for any client that I get. But yeah. them trusting me, them being able to give me the liberty and the resources to do what I need to do to make things happen for them is the most important overall. Um, I love to talk to people at various points in their business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I offer full done for you services. But love for it. those that can't afford that, or aren't in that space in their business quite yet, I'm more than happy to do consultations and then consult them on what they can do. And then it's up for them to run, uh, run the play because I'm the coach and they run. (laughs) I love that one. She running the play. There's multiple plays being ran out here. And so, yeah, but you got to stay away from them people who, you know, have that, that, that spirit of I can do it all myself. Cause that's truly not how this works. And a lot of times it was an artist. Um, and that's, that's one of the things, um, you know, becoming an artist myself, becoming a photographer when I did, you know, I was able to surpass a lot of individuals because I was in business before I was an artist. And so understanding how to look past the, Oh, the picture is just so great. I'd rather give you an 85% picture and a hundred thousand percent business than a hundred thousand percent beautiful image and horrible business. You know what I'm saying? And, and people didn't get that point. You know, like I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure the pictures and my art caught up to my business, 
But at the same time, I was more on, let me give you an experience. Let me make you feel comfortable. Correct. Let me, let me, then I started saying, I, when I said the lawyers, I went for the law. I, I did exactly what I talked to you guys about. Like I did the market research and saw that I lived in a city with 400 law firms that put out one of the biggest, um, that has one of the biggest law schools in the state right here. So I'm like, I might as well go at the law lawyers. I found that them lawyers was like, uh, hurry up and finish these pictures because I got a deposition. They wasn't stressing me about, oh man, the lighting and this and makeup and all that other stuff. The women either. They like, look, I already had somebody make me up. This knock it out. And I'm like, oh, and they cut the check and it never, and it never bounced. That was, <laughs> the thing. you know, that was the thing. So then when I started working with these with other artists or so-called artists, that's where you went through all of the, all of the rigmarole. Well, I could, can I do this on the phone? Or blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Y'all not my customer. Yeah. Y'all not my customer. And so it was, it, you know, that allowed me to grow and get to a point where I can start consulting and, and you know, somewhat put the camera away. Right. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, I love to hear that, you know, you have that in your in your preview already. You're like, look, let me find the people who are going to make you eat. You, you, just because you're a contractor doesn't mean your work had to be hard. Don't have to, you know, you have right. like, Look, your experience, you should get something out of the experience as well. And you yeah, said something major, too. And I've dealt with this since I was a kid because I've been in business for years. And so being it, I ran a cleaning business, made a lot of money. But when you're doing a service-based business, it's hard for people not to look at you like just to help. Mm, yeah. It's very, very hard. And so you have to work hard at keeping your foot on their neck and saying, look, I am a professional. A lot of times more of a professional than you are because you'll get their administrative assistant talking to you like they the CEO and like you're not the CEO of your own organization. Correct. You know, your, your year's salary just got paid to me to do a service for three months. And you're talking to me like as if, <laughs> you know, I'm just to help. And so right. I, I totally get that. And, and I wanted to put that out there because, again, that's an easy way for us to quit our passion. Right. That's an easy way for us to put it down. And then at that point, we won't be starving. Like I talk about, we won't be standing tall and reclaiming victory every day. Like we have to find a way to not just so much because you're not going to love everything about what you do. Correct. It's it's. I was, I mean, I was up past midnight setting things up for a client for a social media that was running today because I had to get it done. Would I prefer to like go and watch, you know, watch my streaming services, my programs on TV and chill out? Of course I would have, but I had to get, I had to do what I had to do. And sometimes it's not on that, that nine to five o'clock being an entrepreneur. It's, it's no longer nine to five, but I do understand. And what we always must know is that we have to set boundaries with our clients and also, you know, talk that talk and make sure that let me set the expectations for you up front. Let me tell you what's in this work agreement and I will remind you what's in our work agreement and before, during and after the service is over, because I want to make sure that we all respect each other the entire time. Yeah. So I let my clients know, hey, you might get me for three to six months or however long the minimum is, but we have either one talk a week. <laughs> I'm not you know, the, the phone calls every day, or what are you doing this? The micromanaging is not happening. So I have to be very tough about my expectations, about how we communicate, what the rules of engagement are and what we're going to do. And you will get your money's worth. If you all, if you will follow the rules of engagement, wow. and try to scope creep on me. Wow. So people really can, uh, you're telling people right now that they can really have expectations of their clients as opposed to just being, <laughs> like a lot of contractors don't understand how to give their client expectations. Like I have an expectation of you as a client. Just That's because correct. you're paying me doesn't mean that I don't have expectations of you. Just doesn't mean that you don't have a job to do you know, in this situation. So that's, that's right. important to know. That's important to know. See, this is what I've been talking about, y'all. This is what I've been talking about. And I'm just so excited 
to see where you come from and to see where you are. At the same time, I'm double excited by the way you've done it. Can't nobody put no smut on your name. No, not at all. Can't nobody say that you did them wrong. Can't nobody. I've never heard that. You know, I've never heard that. And that should be celebrated. That shouldn't be swept under the rug. That that shouldn't be. Nobody can't say that you didn't give your all. You didn't put it all on, on the line. And another thing, too, the reason why, you know, it's not for me to say I stamp you as being an entrepreneur or anything like that. No matter if I did some training with you and I've coached. But I do it because people believe that you can be a crappy employee. And then go be a great boss. Like, no, you look, you practice the way you play. Right. I mean, you pray the way you practice. So you're not going to just come to the big game and put up 40 points and you shooting like crap in practice or not even shooting at all. You know what I'm saying? You're not running. And so this has always been there. It's just your time right now. You've been putting in the work. You've been putting in the work for other individuals. It's just your time. And that's extremely important. I put out a blog about that. And like the, the significance of being number two, or actually the name of it, the misconception of being number two, because I talked about Paul Allen, who was number two in Microsoft. And that's okay. But he owned, he died owning the Seattle Seahawks and the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. So because he was number two, with this one of the greatest companies that was ever created in history. That was okay. He's still a billionaire, but he had gave us two other teams, two teams that people are cheering for that when he was the top dog, right? His family is still doing his thing. So playing the position when, when I, when I think about that in business in my short time on this earth, you personify that to me, you are the epitome of knowing how to play your position and all I can say is kudos to you because you are getting your flowers now. You are getting your position. Now it's time for people to play their position. And my prayer for you is that you get the same, you know, results that you've given to everybody else. You get the same support, the same out of girls and everything else that you've been giving everybody else for all the years that I've known you. And so I want to thank you and salute you for that and for all you've done and everything that you're going to do. Well, I thank you so much for that. And that is my prayer as well. And thank you for always championing me, mentoring me. You've always made yourself available to answer all of my questions. And again, for you, like the best success in, in your business and your brand. Thank wherever you so much. You so thank you so I'm much. I'm excited to, to grow and, and be of service to people. And as long as I continue to serve um, as long as I wake up every day with breath in my body, I'm going to go for it. Definitely. Let everybody know how they can find you and sign up, get to the website, go to you know all your information. You know, again, she said her name Singleton Newman. So it's not too many Singletons. I don't even know if it's another Singleton. I know three of them. Oh, okay, but great. They all, but we all know each other. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Let them know how to find you. Well, I have a brand new website that you can go check out www.newhopedigital.net newhopedigital.net you can find me on facebook instagram tiktok uh, at new hope digital and again my name is singleton newman you can find my personal pages but preferably if you would like to set up a time to consult with me you want to go to newhopedigital.net and click on the booking link y'all please go ahead and support my sister singleton newman she is good at what she does more importantly her heart is pure it's hard to find those type of people today it's always been but it's even more relevant now to find people that's um legit and they're authentic and really really want to help and want to do business correctly so y'all know who i am your boy jay haleem www.jhaleem.com we got the new YouTube page. Just go to YouTube, Starve Talk. Go ahead and look it up. We got all our videos on there. We still have Jay Haleem TV, that YouTube page as well. If you just want to see me, but Starve Talk is all things the podcast. So you want to go ahead, register for that. Click the link, click all that, you know, the bells and all that other good stuff, the bells and whistles they got. So 
that you can, so we can go ahead and grow that page, continue to support us. The Starve Talk website is coming, but right now you can go to jhaleem.com or iwonstarve.com and you'll see the Starve Talk po- podcast there. And yo, connect with us, connect with us. But in the meantime, in between time, stand tall and reclaim victory every day. That's what we're trying to do, y'all. Singleton, again, thank you so much. And to everybody, y'all be safe. I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. I'm in the studio with Jay Holly. 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 You are now in the studio with Jay Holly.